0: Alright, guys, we're back with the Tubac Music Podcast. It's your boy DJ Scanless. We're about to get into this shit. Let's get it. Death Row Records may yet again be making another comeback, this time on television. According to insiders who have direct knowledge, Mary Suge Knight, the co founder of Death Row Records, who is currently incarcerated, is looking to transform his turbulent life story into a TV series that delves even deeper into the history of Death Row Records and Tubac Shakur. Sources revealed a TMZ hip-hop that Suge and his brother, Brian Brown, are collaborating on a TV project that is set to begin production in the summer. The show is expected to have a similar feel to 50 Cent's Power Universe and BMF series. And this is where we may get stories involving Tupac, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, The Dog Pound, Lady of Rage, and many more Death Row artists, as well as Bad Boy Records. So now we got this other story here. Be sure to check out all my podcasts online, on Apple, on Spotify, on Anchor.fm, under Us Talk, or the Tupac Music Podcast. We got some more Tupac news about to pop off here from allhiphop.com. Let's get it. All right, so this article on allhiphop.com reads, Is the Tupac One Nation album finally dropping? Now, if you guys aren't sure what the One Nation album is, it was actually a project that Tupac was working on after the All Eyes on Me album And before the Machiavelli sessions, which the Machiavelli sessions started around July and ended near September of 96. So the One Nation project was mostly around Tupac's birthday of June 16th, 1996, and it features songs like Thug Love, Smile, Military Minds, Jaws Tight, aka Let's Fight, aka The Realest Killers with 50 Cent, which that was a remix for the Resurrection album, and other tracks that are still unreleased today, such as My Own Style, Brothers in Arms and set it off and other tracks like that. And this album was mostly supposed to be a coming together party celebration of East Coast, West Coast artists, because Tupac was very much trying to show the media, trying to show the world that he didn't hate the East Coast. He only hated certain artists of the East Coast that he felt like wronged him. So this album was going to feature, obviously, the Outlaws. It was going to feature other West Coast artists, such as Spice One, Cocaine, and also East Coast artists, the Boot Camp Click. And it's also very well known for this project that Tupac actually wanted Nas to be on here. He wanted The Roots to be on a track. He wanted Outkast to be on a track. However, those songs were never recorded because Tupac died before he could actually do the second round of recording that he was rumored to be doing in late September if he were to stay alive. So anyways, let's check out this article here. And then we're going to talk more about my thoughts on this. And maybe, maybe I'll have a link below of the real One Nation album because a lot of songs are already leaked. And I'll have that on my other channel, and you guys will be able to hear that for yourself. So before we get into that article, let's check out this article on Daily Star, which reads, Lost Tupac album could potentially be released on the anniversary of the rapper's death. And on this article says old school rap enthusiasts have been eagerly anticipating to release some new material from the late musician Tupac Shakur for quite some time. But now fans may be in luck as rumors have circulated online that an album could soon be released on the anniversary of his death. The album 1H is very well known as an unreleased piece of work that features such artists as Busta Rhymes, Outkast, and Boot Click. Which, that's actually wrong because Busta Rhymes never actually recorded a song with Tupac for this album, as well as Outkast. You're most likely getting that confused with another track called Ginseng Power, which is still unreleased. According to reports, the album was supposed to demonstrate Tupac's union with artists who derived from the East Coast and to signify that they were no longer fused between the American East and West Coast. However, this album was not going to feature Jay-Z, Neutroist B.I.G., or Puff Daddy, or any- anyone like that. That Tupac was already dissing on other tracks. However, despite the circulation of several mixtapes, the album was never officially released commercially. This week, Tupac's outlaw band member Young Noble took to Instagram, suggesting that an album called One Nation was being released by the group. Although this has given Hard fans hope that the album could be Tupac's project, Young Noble's message doesn't seem to add clarification. On Monday, Young Noble uploaded a photo on Instagram with the following caption, When a B-I-T-C-H, trying to sing along with the Outlaw shit, I stick the mic in her face to see if she really knows the words or not. And also in that post, he said, Oh yeah, the One Nation album drops September 13th. It would also be the very last Outlaws album. It's been fun. I'm done. Outlaw for life. But fans wanted to know more and wondered if the legendary rapper Tubak was involved with this project. One fan commented, Noble, can't just be throwing out the One Nation. And not elaborate, bro, this is picking up where Pac left off on the album, question mark. Or this is a brand new album altogether, we need to know. And this is where Young Noble basically chimed in and basically just told a guy, fork over your money and listen to the fucking music himself. Which I thought was kind of fucking disrespectful, but it's whatever. And another fan commented, like the original One Nation album, question mark. While another one said, fulfilling Pac's vision, One Nation album will be dope. And the rest of this just basically says that Young Noble had health issues a couple months ago. He had a heart attack, and it's basically mainly the reason as to why this may be the very last Outlaw project from Young Noble and E.D. Don. So back to that allhiphop.com website that I was showing you in the beginning. And basically, this goes going to say that rumors spread out on Instagram. However, there seems to be some confusion on whether this is Tupac's album or a new album by the Outlaws. And this also says that this was supposed to be Tupac's unification effort. It showed that he was not all about beefing with the East Coast. That album never came out. A lot of it was used in circulation or in mixtapes and things like that for the most part, but it never came out commercially. And right here is just the post that he had. And you can look over all the comments on here. All right, guys. So I know this is not really big news since we haven't had an official statement from the Tupac State or Universal Music Group or Interscope Records or Entertainment One or any other party associated with Tupac. So just hearing it from the outlaws and not really them dictating or stating that it's actually going to be Tupac's official album that he actually planned in 96. You know, I just don't think we should get our hopes up because we've seen this before with The Outlaws. The Outlaws, a couple years ago, released a project called Ghetto Stars and it featured The Outlaws and Nutso. And the original Ghetto Stars project was actually a hammering track list that Tupac wrote down around the Machiavelli sessions towards August. And he had tracks on there like Let's Fight, which is the realest killer is the original version. Hell for Hustler, Running on E, Lost Souls, Black Jesus. Basically tracks that were scrapped from the Machiavelli album. He was trying to move over onto a new project with The Outlaws and Nutso, another artist affiliated with Death Row at that time. And there was a lot of tracks on there that weren't even recorded yet. He even had plans to go make a new version of Scare Straight, which was a song that he made in 1991. So there was a five-year difference. And he was trying to make that concept come back to life on a new version. But he never got around to that. Or so we think. So to me, my gut feeling is telling me that this is just another project by the Outlaws called One Nation. And if it's that, you know, that's cool. You know, if you guys want to market that as your own project, but you should just come out and state, yo, this is not the Tupac album. Don't be confused. This is not the original album that Tupac planned. Because what that's doing is just misleading fans. And fans just want to know for sure if it's Tupac on this project or not. And I can definitely see from the Outlaws, they don't want to say nothing because they want everyone to be anticipating this and interested in this. And maybe that's the whole reason why they call it the One Nation album. Same reason why they call it the Ghetto Stars album, because they wanted some marketing hype behind it. Oh, this is Tupac's project, or this is Tupac's hammering track list coming to life, or this is fulfilling Tupac's last wish of having a unification-type celebration album. And from a business standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, that's pure genius, because you know AllHibHop.com you know, Instagram's going to run with that saying Tupac's unreleased album's coming out, even though it's an outlaw mixtape with new tracks from 2020, 2021. So I just want to make this video because maybe there's potential here. It is the unreleased Tupac One Nation album. That'd be cool. However, the main problem with that is tracks that were meant for One Nation were already remixed and distributed on other albums, such as Still Arise, Better Days, Pox Life, and other albums like that. So you already had Military Minds remix and release. You already had Worldwide Dime Pieces remixed as International released on Pox Life. You already had Less Flight Fight remix with 50 Cent on Resurrection called Realist Killers. You already had Smile and Thug Love used. You already had Fortune and Fame used. You already had Secrets of War released on Still Horizon remixed form. Now there is roughly, I would say more than five tracks that are still unreleased. Run this project. So they can actually still do this project and just enhance the originals, mix down the originals, re release the songs that I just mentioned that are already remixed and released on other projects, just release it in original form with the original artist, the original Outlaw versus the original beat, and then fill it out with the remaining unreleased One Nation tracks. You know, My Own Style, Brothers in Arms, ginseng Power, Set It Off, those tracks. And I really think fans would get behind this because this is. Very well known as one of Tupac's last albums that he recorded. Now, Tupac, like I said earlier in this video, Tupac did not finish this album. He finished around 15, 16, 17 tracks, if you want to count Basket Case as well. However, he never got to record all the tracks he wanted to do with Outkast and Roots and Mary J. Blige and other artists like that. And it's very much rumored that there was going to be East Coast, West Coast discs. So songs like Secrets to War, "Tattoo Tears, Fortune and Fame were probably have been most likely moved to the actual West Coast. Version of the disc, or of the project, I mean. So my thoughts on this, like I said, it'll be cool if they actually Tupac one here. If they remix my own style and Brothers in Arms, and they have new Outlaw tracks, okay, I can kind of get behind that because we're still getting new Tupac. However, I just don't want them just to take the verse and change the whole overall dynamic of the track and scrap most of his vocals like they do in every fucking remix. That's where it becomes trash. And that's when you get fans still clamoring and still wanting the originals that we never get as a fan, which is kind of crazy because Universal is one of the biggest music labels out there. You have these big streaming giants, Amazon, Apple, you know, they could do like licensing deals and shit to get shit released in original form. Universal has like 95% or 90% of the fucking music industry. They can clear samples if they want to whole budget thing, you know, and people say, Oh, they don't have money for a budget to release all his projects. That's a little bit of bull because look at all the money they get back from streaming hits, Spotify, you know, all these tracks, all these unreleased two box tracks. And there's a lot of them you can find on YouTube. They're not claimed on there because they're unpublished tracks. Now, if you release them, those tracks get claimed, you can block them as well. You will have the main video songs on the two box channel, Interscope channel, whatever death row channel. And that will be pulling in revenue as long as YouTube is around. So yeah, whenever they release new albums, they're going to make the money back from all these social media platforms. So it's not really a funding or budget thing. It's just, I don't think the people associated with Tupac don't have very much motivation to release his projects because it's very well known that most of the record labels did not like all the songs that Tupac was recording back then. So you still have songs that... Were rejected in '92, '93, '94, deemed too controversial. Now, the One Nation project is not very controversial at all because most of the tracks he's not really dissing anybody, unless it's a song like Tattoo Tears or The Untouchables, where it would have been on a West Coast disc, and we aren't really sure if Tubach would have scrapped that himself, because it's very much possible that Tubach would have basically recorded more songs since September and he would probably would have scrapped a lot of these tracks, or he, maybe he would have recorded many songs with Nas and just got a whole new idea of just doing a Tupac and Nas project. We can't be too sure. It's the same thing with Machiavelli album. Machiavelli album, we got pretty much as is, right? The way he left it. However, if he would have went back in and removed all the Nas disses like he was supposed to, if he go going to stay alive because he promised Nas that, he could have very much changed songs around had more time, recorded more music, and songs like Just Like Daddy, Life of an Outlaw would have been scrapped and we would have never heard it. Or we would have heard it leaked many years later. But it wouldn't have been released on the project. Or it would have been stayed for the Outlaw album. Who knows? Things like that would change on the fly because Tupac would just go to the studio, record one track, and get done making three or four tracks. And by the end of the week, you already have about 15, 20 new tracks. That's how fast it records shit. So I know we're getting kind of sidetracked here, but I just wanted to talk about the overall nation project and i may have a video where i break down every track you know there's other tracks on there like we rock the hip hop how many shots by the outlaws there's tracks that are unreleased that we aren't really sure if it was made for that called "Double on sight which has the same beat as ginseng power six or twelve with big psych in the outlaws as well and there's an unreleased song called basket case you can find on there a lot of people think it's a freestyle but i think it's an actual recorded song in the booth, much like the Untouchable Drunk Freestyle and If There's a Cure, which was actually real freestyles that he recorded in the booth like a real song. So they can actually be remixed with new beats or whatever they want to do with that. That's still unreleased song from that project that hasn't been leaked in full yet. Mostly all the other tracks you can find. But like I said, songs that you hear on YouTube are not released. You know, they're not on an official album. So they're not going to get the mixing and mastering, the polish, the enhancements, That the song would go through if they were going to be released by Tubac himself or on Machiavelli or One Nation or the All Eyes Me project, if Tubac was going to release that. Because if you look at a track like Holla at Me on YouTube, it's very much different. The original is very much different than the way it sounds on All Eyes Me. The one on YouTube, if you type in Holla at Me OG, it's very plain. It has the, you know, the lady that does the chorus. Well, not the lady that does the chorus. But the little effect, the little ad-lib during the course of check it out, check it out. That's going all throughout the track. And All Eyes Me, it actually broke it down. You spread it out. You you actually had Nancy Fletcher come in and start singing. You know, And you didn't really have that with the actual original version that was left. So imagine if Holla Me was just left the way it was. It's not really a complete song. It's not mixed and mastered properly. That's the way a lot of these One Nation songs are. A lot of these One Nation songs, they don't have breaks in them for the most part where they should be the mixing between vocals and intros and double intros and double outros are not fully polished. So there's a lot there they could do to fix all these tracks, give them the best sound quality that they could. So that's where I think it could be beneficial to actually release it. And if I was going to release it, the one nation project, I actually wouldn't release it as a full, like high budget album because you already had most of it already released. So you still have like maybe five to eight tracks that are unreleased. So I get that. But I would not release it as Tupac's comeback album because you have so many tracks in the vault from Tupac loves now Tears of Clown to have that big political concept and theme to them that can really resonate today. Especially if they were released last year during the riots, it would have blew up. You have all the tracks from 1988 to 1991 that are still unreleased. You could do two albums from that era that can be really relevant. And then you also have so many tracks from death Throw period in 95 96 that are great single worthy tracks, but they were not recorded for one nation. So you have tongue kiss and street life. If they love their kids ride for me, just Watching," grab the mic. Great tracks. Some tracks you can put it as in singles. Other tracks will just be great tracks on the album that are not for the one nation album. And those will probably do better for a comeback album. instead of the one nation project. But like I said, one nation, the album name is very well known. And I think it could be like a great side project, kind of like how I would do like a drama cycle album too, as a side project, release a couple '93, '94 era Tupac tracks on there, like "Till My Dying Day" on one of those albums, you know, "Killing Fields," things like that. You just release as a side project, and then you have a full fledged album come out six months later. That's how I would do that. On this one, I'm going to be answering your guys' questions. Whether you post a question in my recent video, of my shorts channel or all my community posts on my DJ Scanless main channel. So one of the very first questions I got was what would death row be like if should Knight never went to prison and interscope still distributed death row? Well, my uh, overall opinion is that it probably would basically be the same because we've seen what would happen when Tubak was dead. Dr. Dre wasn't part of the label anymore. Snoop Dogg was going to no limit. So you may still have Snoop Dogg there in the mix. If Suge Knight did not go to prison, so would Snoop Dogg be a main figurehead? You know, a president, a CEO of Death Row. I don't know because that never happened. So I think Suge would still brought in a Tupac sound like like the Realist, a Snoop Dogg sound like like Top Dog, and very much so. I don't think he would have ever rebounded the label and got it to where it was in '96 because tubac was very ir- irreplaceable. So I think the only way for Death Row like to have survived is with Tupac. So if Tubak would have survived, even if Snoop would have left and Dre would have left, I think Tupac, even though he would have been all in movies and Hollywood and concentrating on, you know, his businesses and stuff like that, even if he had drama with Sug over royalties and shit like that, I think he would have still been able to manage Death Row Records, Machiavelli Records, and sign new artists such as DMX, Rough Riders, Wu Tang, and artists like that that are commonly or common, you know. Not really miss or anything like that, but always uh, associated with death row records because there's a rumor out there that, you know, DMX and Rough Riders were going to sign to death row in 95 and we have pictures of Pac with Irv Gotti in 94. So it makes a lot of sense there that Pac would have signed all these other artists and maybe he would have brought in Big Daddy Kane and artists from the 80s and rejuvenated their career same way he was doing for MC Hammer. So. Long story short, I think Death Row would have still plummeted with Shug Knight still out of prison. But maybe we would have got better Tubox music. Maybe if he wouldn't have got sued by we would have got better remixes or original versions. So there's that. Be sure to check me out on Facebook, on my official Facebook page. Facebook.com slash DJ YouTube.com slash DJ Twitter. Twitter.com slash DJ underscore I'm everywhere. You know what it is. Shit, you can even check me out on Google. Just type me in there. Don't be stalking me now. Anyways, guys, let me know what you think below. Drop me a comment. That's been your boy, DJ Scanlist, your favorite DJ's favorite DJ. I catch all you bustles on the flip side. We out. Deuces.